Again, I'm going to have you turn, if you would, to Luke chapter 12. That's where we were last week. And we're going to continue our, our talk and our sermons on the subject of fear. And so I just want to mention again, uh, the reality is that we all fear. And so we're going to continue some thoughts on help for we that fear and worry. And so we're going to begin in Luke chapter 12. I want to just review a little bit from last week's message, and then we'll get in the message here uh, this morning. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse number 22. Luke chapter 12, verse number 22. We find the disciples in a state of fear. There's no doubt about that. Again, I, didn't, I don't have time to go through that and look at this chapter, but they were in a place of anxiety, a place where they lacked faith, and a place where they feared. Luke chapter 12, verse number 22. The Bible says, and he said to the, his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap or neither have storehouse nor barn, but God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? And which of you taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If you then be not able to uh, do the thing which is least, why take you thought for the rest? Consider the valleys, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. Yet, you're, yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like unto them. If then God so clothed the grass, which today, uh, which today is in the field, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not... Ye what uh, you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be of a doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth what uh, ye have need of those things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Last week we looked at the subject of how uh, we who fear, how we should deal with our fears. And uh, we looked at three thoughts, and again, I just want to mention them here today. They are scriptural thoughts, again, supported by the scriptures. First of all, we need to cast our fears, our cares, and our worries on the Lord. You need to bring those fears to the Lord in prayer. First Peter would ta- tell us to cast our burdens upon the Lord, and He will sustain us. We need to rest in the care of our Father. It mentions there in verse number 30, it says, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. He knows we have need of these things, and so he'll take care of us. And so we need to rest in the care of our Father as believers, as disciples of the Lord. We also need to wait on the Lord. Things will work out after God's will, and according to God's will, even during this time. And so I want us to consider again some more thoughts on this subject here this morning, but let's turn, if you would, to a familiar passage in the Word of God, Psalm chapter 56. If you're not familiar with it, you should become familiar with it. Psalm 56, a very helpful ch- uh, chapter on the subject of fear. And so we'll begin by reading the whole chapter here uh, this morning, and then we'll again get into the Word of God. But I want us to consider some thoughts as David dealt with fear, and David dealt with a season of fear. And uh, certainly we can learn some things from David when it comes to fear. All right. Psalm 56. Let's go ahead and we'll read uh, the first 13 verses of this chapter, the whole chapter. And it begins with this. Be merciful unto me, O God, 
For man would swallow me up. He fighteth daily, oppresses me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up. Though they that be many fight against me, although most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God will I praise his word. In God will I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put my tears in thy bottle. Are they not in the book, in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In God will I praise his word. In God will I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praise unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wait not thou uh, deliver my feet from wanting, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Let's consider here this morning, help for we that worry and help for we that fear. Let's pray as we consider this thought. Father, thank you again for your word here today. We thank you again for its power. We thank you again for the promises. We thank you again for its ability to help us to think as we need to. Again, just help us again here as we consider here today. Uh, to concentrate, to, to fix our thoughts on the Word of God and to help us, again, to, to be supported by it in this time that we're in today. We pray this in Jesus' name and for His sake. Amen. Now, I don't know what your fears are, but I do know this, that all people fear. And I, I believe here, through the Bible, we find a man that most of us would probably think doesn't fear much at all, and that's David. I mean, if there was a man that you could look back in history at and say, you know, there was a guy in history that slew a bear. I don't know anybody who's slain a bear. I, I think of a David, someone who slew a lion. I don't know a guy that has slain a lion. I don't know a guy who has slain a guy, a big guy, a champion named Goliath of Gath. I don't know a guy today like unto him. Not, not one, not even one close to him. I don't know a guy who has slain thousands upon thousands in battles, except for David right here in the Bible. But yet, in the case of David, he was someone who feared. And he wrote this psalm at a time of fear. And I just want you to understand again, when he says here, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee, that is David. It's not just anybody. And I'm not trying to put David on some pedestal, but he was a man after God's own heart, and he would fear. Should we be surprised if young people fear, or if old people fear, if pastors fear, if Christians fear, if anyone fears during this time in our nation's history, in this time of the world? There are many things, again, that can cause us to fear. But we see, again, at least in part, maybe what the context of this uh, passage is and in this time where he talks about his fears, he says, what time I am afraid, I'll trust in thee. And he says in verse number 11, in God will I put my trust, I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. Uh, what was, again, this time, what is the context of the writing of the Psalms? Well, 
I think the beginning before the verse gives us some context there. It says David complains of his enemies to the chief musician upon jo- uh, Jonathan uh, Ray Kokim, however you say that, uh, mention of David when the Philistines took him in Gath. Let's turn back to 1 Samuel chapter 21. 1 Samuel chapter 21. Uh, when David wrote this psalm, it appears, and again, as far as I can tell, I'm, I'm not saying again I know for sure, and I don't know that anybody can absolutely, absolutely, absolutely know for sure uh, when this time that he wrote of himself being afraid and him needing to trust the Lord. Again, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 21, I want to begin by reading here verse number 8 here. We'll read to the end of the chapter and then into chapter 22 as I believe this is a season of fear that we're talking about David's life, where he said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. 1 Samuel chapter 21, starting verse 8, it says, And David said unto Ahimelech, Is there not here under thy hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapon with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine of uh, the Philistine, which thou slewest in the valley of Elah, behold, it is here wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for it be no other, say that here. And David said, there is none like that. Give it to me. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul. He's got a sword and he's fearful and the servants of Achaz said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did uh, they not sing uh, to one another in his dances, saying, Saul is slain as thousands, and David is ten thousand? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achaz, the king of Gath. I would be too. They recognized him. They talked about him. And the Bible says he was afraid, sore afraid. And he charged his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let spittle fall down upon his beard. Then Achish unto his, said unto, uh, then said Achish, uh, can't even read. Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, uh, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of a madman that... Uh, you, may, you brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence. Shall this fellow come into my house? David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Edulam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain of them. And there were with him about 400. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab and said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with thee till I know what God will do for me. And I don't know positively if this, again, is the the text that corresponds with Psalm 56, but I do know in the Bible this was a time that David was surely afraid. And you see, again, some things he did in this place of fear. And again, I'm not going to say this is what you should do in a place of fear. But I just, 
I think there are just some, some things that we can look at a little bit here in this text. In 1 Samuel chapter 21, we find David in a place where he's fleeing uh, from the Philistines. He's also in a place, again, that we'll find, again, that he's also fleeing from his father-in-law, Saul. And uh, we find him arise there, and he gets a weapon. He gets fed there. You'll see that also in this chapter. And he flees there, the Bible mentions. He goes to Gath. And he goes to Gath, I believe, again, hoping maybe he can find a place of refuge maybe there. But they recognize him there. And then he has to act as a mad fellow there. And someone, why did he act like a mad fellow? Because that's really possibly the only way he could get out of being put to death. Now, I just want to just mention this. Who gave him the idea uh, to act as a mad fellow there? I would have to say God did. I mean, you might think somebody else might have, but I think God would. God's wisdom would tell me, you know, uh, what should I maybe do in this case? And so he acts like a madman and he's let go free. And so he's let go free. And as he's let go free, he leaves there and he uh, goes to a place and he hides really in a place there for a time there. And the Bible says in verse 2 that everyone in distress, everybody in debt, and everybody uh, that was discontented gathered themselves to him. And so this was definitely a time of fear. In David's life. This is also a time of fear for other people. This is a time again that was very difficult for this, the people at this time. And this continued for a period of time. I'm not going to go through and read uh, uh, through chapters here in the Bible. Let's go forward here just a little bit. First Samuel chapter 23, and uh, let's read uh, verse number 14 through verse number 17. David was not just in just a, a little spat, so to speak, when it comes to fear. He was in a what I call a season of fear. And a season of fear might be long for some, and it might be shorter for others, etc. And, and again, but we find, again, David in a place of fear. There's no doubt about it. He was in a place where he feared much, and people gathered themselves together to him. First Samuel chapter 23, we move on here. Uh, in verse number 14, the Bible says this, And David abode in the wilderness in strongholds, and reigned in the mountains of the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day, but God delivered him out of his hand. And David saw that Saul was come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in the wood. And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the wood and strengthened his hand in God. And he said unto him, Fear not, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find thee, and thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto thee. And that also Saul, my, my father, knoweth. We see David in a season where he feared. We see a, 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 him escape here from people that sought to kill his life. People that sought to destroy him. And I believe that's the context of Psalm 56. We also find here in, in, in chapter 23 that David later on is a place in where he fears. And Jonathan says to him, fear not. And so I just want you to know this. Jonathan encouraged David not to fear. We find the Bible, many, many passages that teach us not to fear. Uh, some 60 plus time we see this phrase, fear not, in the Bible. And that doesn't mean there aren't times to fear. We'll look at a few of them here today. Uh, certainly, again, we've covered some thoughts on that before, but let's turn to Psalm 56, go back to our, our uh, text here, and I just want us to consider uh, some thoughts on uh, how we can, uh, again, deal with fear, because we all do fear at times. And our fear needs to change 
from fear to a place of faith in God. Psalm 56 here, let's read again here just a few verses from here. In verse number three and four, it says, What time I am afraid I will trust in thee, in God will I praise this word. I will put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Now, David had all kinds of reasons to fear. You look at verse number one and two, it says, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighteth daily, oppresses me. My enemies would daily swallow me up. For there be many that fight against me, O thou most high. You know, imagine your father-in-law trying to destroy you. And everybody associated with his kingdom trying to destroy you. And you have the Philistines set to destroy you. I don't think that would be a very good place to be in. Imagine you being in a place like that, basically, in our country for a moment. Every enemy, basically, that you can find would be set against you. Those that maybe should be aligned with you are against you. He that you had fought in battle with is set against you. He that you had gone into war with and been the champion that beat Goliath of Gath is now set against you. Certainly, again, it would be natural to fear at this point, would it not? And it appears in the Bible that David did. But yet at the same time, he was still trusting in God. He said, I want to see what God's going to do for me. What is God going to do for you? And what is God going to do for me? That's something that we need to consider here this morning. In verse number 11, it says, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. As we talk about the subject of fear, it's not unusual for men to fear. But it is unusual, I believe, for a man that killed a bear and someone who slayed Goliath and someone that was a champion in war to fear. But you say, why would he fear? The reason why he feared, because a lot of people were set against him. And there are times that we should fear. And there are people that we should fear. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, just go forward here a little bit in your Bibles. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. What does the Bible teach on the basic subject of fear? Well, it says here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, when it comes to fearing God, it's what we should do. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse number 13, it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the matter, fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. We are to fear. And ever and always to fear God. There are certainly natural fears. And I, again, we could talk about, again, the natural fear of the dark, of death, of heights, of hell, of scary kinds of people. These are natural fears. There's fears of fire. There's fears of water. There's fears of disappointing people or disappointing God. These are natural fears. Romans chapter 13, someone says, well, I shouldn't fear anybody but God. Well, I don't think that's true necessarily. As the scripture says this in Romans chapter 13, verse number 7, it says, render therefore to all their dues, tribute to true tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, Fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. For to fear the Lord and the King, the Bible says, and one passes the scriptures. There's certainly, again, people to fear. 
And again, for someone not to fear, someone who maybe is set to destroy him, who daily seeks to kill them, etc. It makes sense that David feared. Again, our fear should be set towards God mainly. First Peter chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible teaches us to pass our time on earth here in fear. Let's turn back to our text here, Psalm 56. Psalm 56, what causes fear? What causes fear? It's good for us to understand, at least in part, what causes fear. And we know from the Bible here what causes fear. We see here in verse number 2, it says, My enemies would daily swallow me up, for there may be many that fight against me. What can cause us to fear? Some people that might seek to destroy you. He uses the term here, swallow me up. Now, I, know, I don't know if you've ever dreamed of being swallowed alive or swallowed up, but I believe that would be one of the most scary things one maybe could, again, experience in life. Imagine, again, I don't live near a beach, so I wouldn't be fearful of this in general, but imagine the fear of maybe swallowed alive or swallowed by a whale or whatever it might be, or swallowed by a fish or swallowed by a shark. You know, little kids will have those kinds of fears. But we find in the Bible here that David feared because people were set to destroy him. And so again, sometimes, again, when it comes to fear, we, we fear because of possible harm and danger. It may not have happened to us. It may not even happen in time to us. But we may fear. Many fear the possibility of maybe, again, them not having at some point maybe food or clothing or something, again, going awry in our government or whatever it might be. And certainly this is very much a possibility. It could possibly happen, but it hasn't happened, but yet people will fear. If you turn back there to First uh, Samuel chapter 21, nothing had happened to David yet. At least from what we can tell there in the Bible, nothing had happened to him. He'd had Again, at times in his life, he had had spears thrown him, and he had a, uh, spears thrown at him, and he had avoided him. He had men set against him to destroy him, and that never happened to him. But yet, it mentions here in the Bible, in 1 Samuel 21, that he was in fear. He gotten that sword there from Elimelech. He got the sword now of the Philistine giant of Goliath, and there was none like to it, says in verse number 9. And yet it says, And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said, Is not this that David, the king of the land, did he not sing one to another of him and dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. Sore afraid. I don't know exactly what that means, but I believe that means very, very, very afraid. Sore afraid. Fear for his life. You know, we can be fearful because of something that might harm us. Who is going to possibly harm David there? Well, the king of Achish. Why would he harm David? Well, look at verse number 11. He had slain thousands and thousands of the Philistines. And he was afraid. And so he did, I believe, what he needed to do at that time in his life. He changed his behavior before him and feigned himself uh, mad in, in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate. And his 
and, and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Achish unto the servants, Lo, you, you see the man is mad. Therefore, then have you brought him to me? Have I need of a madman? That ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fowl come unto my house? And David therefore departed thence and escaped the cave of Adullam. He escaped. You know, God uh, often in the Bible, and you can look to the Bible, has allowed sometimes people to escape. Here we see David escape. You'll find in the Bible Paul escaped by being lowered down and and I just want, to, want you to know, sometimes, again, when we are faced with possible da- danger, God gives us a way to escape. And we need to be looking for that way to escape. David found a way to escape in feigning himself as a madman. That's pretending. To feign is to pretend. He wasn't a madman. But they saw him as a madman. And they let him go. And he escaped. And David became king. And David, again, was delivered we can, I believe, escape different situations through, through looking for a way to escape. You know, people, again, look at, again, what's going on in our country and around the world and they say, this coronavirus is going to kill us. It's going to kill all kinds of people. And I don't believe that at all. And that's based on the facts. That's not based on hope or whatever. That's based on the facts that are coming out. And they're always talking about science and the facts. And I just want you to say this. I wish we'd follow the facts to some degree. Follow the statistics. Follow those who really die, etc. And again, I look at the facts. It's not three to five people dying out of 100. It's not. There's no one saying that anymore. That were the initial thoughts on this thing. It's not three to five out of 100 that die that contract that. It's much smaller than that. In fact, most people are saying it's probably 0.5, not so that's one in 200 that contract it. And then the fact is that most people that contract it, in fact, I think almost 90, I think it was 99.4% of those people that contract it had underlying conditions. And yet people fear. And fear and fear and fear. I can't fear because of a possible accident driving down the road, do I? I don't drive to Jamestown or Valley City or Minneapolis or St. Paul or Sioux Falls to see my family because, you know, I could get in an accident. You could too. I don't, I don't fear because, again, you know, some dreadful disease could take hold of me. There are rare diseases that take hold of people every day. I don't sit here in fear because of those. We could fear over possible harm and danger, but we could also trust in the Lord. And that's what David did. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3. You know, people can get all wrapped up in fear, and I can get wrapped up as easy as anyone else. And you can get wrapped up probably as easy as anybody else. Maybe not quite as easy as anybody else, and I'm not saying that in the sense we're naive or ignorant or whatever, but I'm just saying we can get wrapped up in the fear if, if people stir us to fear. Just imagine there, I mean, we could go back in history and we, we may look at that at some time. I mean, look at the report, again, of going to the promised land. You know, two people had faith, and ten leaders didn't. It's very normal for people to fear. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 25, it says, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Don't be afraid of sudden fear. 
People can stir you to fear. People can try to uh, get you to fear. And we are not to fear. Even if there is possible harm and danger. Let's turn back there to uh, Psalm chapter 56. Even if there is possible harm and danger, which was the case definitely in the life of David, he was to turn to faith rather than fear. Faith in who? Faith in God rather than fear. Psalm 56, he says there, Be merciful unto me, and certainly need God's mercy, O God. For man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresses me. My, my enemies would uh, daily swallow me up, for they have many that fight against me. O thou most high, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. Verse 6, they gather themselves together, they hide themselves, they mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape my uh, iniquity in thine anger? Cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings, put my tears in thy bottle. Are they not in the book? I don't think most of us think of David when we think about him tearful or crying, unless you read the Psalms. But you find here, even the Bible, the Bible mentions my tears, are they not in a bottle? I believe, again, he even was petrified sometimes when it came to the place of fear. Just like some people, just for a moment of time, maybe just a, a day or two in their life, they're, they're shocked so much by fear. Verse 9, it says, When I cry unto you, then shall my enemies turn back. For this I know that God is... For me. What did David do in his place of fear? Well, what did he do in his place of fear? The Bible says he cried to the Lord. He went to the Lord in his place of fear. When sudden fear comes, when, when possible fear comes, etc., what do we need to do? We need to turn to the Lord. And so we see again one of the causes of fear is possible harm or danger. I want to mention also, secondly, here. One of the reasons for fear is because of, secondly, a guilty conscience. A guilty conscience. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 42. If you do something wrong, do you know this? I believe God has put in you and has put in me fear. When we do something that we're, we know in our heart that we're not supposed to do, maybe something that we're taught we're not supposed to do, or something, again, we, we did in our life that we weren't supposed to do, we're going to fear. You don't have to teach a little kid to kind of hide when they stole something or broke something or whatever it might be. Do you? No. You don't have to, again, tell someone, again, when they went out, maybe did something on Friday night that they shouldn't do not to maybe fear some. Maybe someone might find out something about maybe what they did because maybe they did something utterly immoral and wrong. You don't have to do that. Because we naturally fear. We have a conscience that leads us to fear if we've done something wrong. So, I'm sorry, at Genesis 42 here, uh, verse number 21. Genesis 42, verse number 21, it says, And they said one to another, We are very guilty concerning our brother, and that we saw the anguish of his soul when he, brought, when, when he besought us or begged us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon him. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against a child, and you would not hear. Therefore, behold, also 
his blood is required. And we knew, and they knew that Joseph understood them for uh, he spake unto them by interpretation and he turned away, etc. But you find here in the Bible that they feared. We're very guilty concerning our brother. You know, thief lives in fear. Someone maybe who lies and lies very badly will fear. The moral person, again, will fear. Why? Because they have a guilty conscience. What happened in, the, in Genesis chapter 3 with Adam and Eve? They, they hid themselves. And they were afraid, it says in Genesis chapter 3. We wonder why some people fear because I believe they have a guilty conscience. That's not the reason I believe that David was in a place of fear, but that is one of the reasons why we fear. But let's turn back to our text. Why do we fear? Let me say this thirdly, and this is very important, because we lack the faith that we need. We lack the faith that we need at a particular time. And I just mentioned this. Uh, again, if I fear normally, it's going to be, and I believe, again, in, in many different ways, and you could show this from the Scripture very clearly, and we'll look at some thoughts on this, that it's because we lack faith. You look at the fear nots in the Bible, and it's because there was possibly, probably a lack of faith. Psalm 56 here, verse number 2, it says, Mine enemies would swallow me up, for there are many that fight against me, O thou most high, what time I'm afraid I will trust in thee. In God will I praise his name. In, in, in God will I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh will do to me. In God have I put my trust, sorry, and I will not fear what flesh will do unto me. Faith dispels fear. Fear is normally a result of lack of faith. David went up against a bear. David went up against a lion. David went up against Goliath the Gath because he had faith. It was his faith that allowed him not to fear. Truth is, Jesus told his disciples, Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We have no reason that we should fear we could look and we could say, yeah, they could swallow us up, but who are we? Who am I? Are we not somebody that God cares for? That cares dearly for? Look at verse number 9. When I cry unto you, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, God is for me. I know God is for me and my enemies are going to t turn back. Why are my enemies going to be turning back? Because God is for me. So we need not fear possible harm or danger. We certainly should fear if we're in a place of a guilty conscience, and we certainly will fear if we lack faith. Let's turn to Mark chapter, nine, uh, Mark chapter 4. Let's turn to Mark chapter 4. When it comes to life, and again, I'm, I'm talking that we should always be in a place where we fear God and keep His commandments. This is the whole duty of man. But we shouldn't be in a place where we fear what men could do or, or, or possibly do to us. And I know it's natural, again, to maybe fear those things. Even David did there. But notice what we need to have if we are not to fear. Look, look here in Mark chapter 4. We're going to cut into a...
passage of scripture here that deals with Jesus stilling the stormy sea. Mark chapter 4, verse number 37. And there rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say, Master, carest thou not that we perished? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the, the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto him, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have lots of faith? Sorry, I didn't read that right. You have no faith. No faith. How did he come up with this? He, well, look at the words he's, the, these disciples said, Master, care so not, we're perish. We're going to perish. We're going to die. And he says, why are you so fearful? How, how is it you have no faith? In verse 31, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner, a manner is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him. He stilled the sea. And they said, he said to them, you have no faith. Why can dads, why can soldiers, why can champions, why can anybody fear because they lose faith or lack faith? There are dangers, there are unknowns, there are all kinds of different things that could happen in our life, but if we truly trust in the Lord, we can overcome our fears. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 56. And so I want to just end with these thoughts here today on how we can rightly deal with our fears, because we will have them. How can we manage and cope our fears? For we certainly will have them. First of all, as we see in the case of David, we must trust in the Lord. We must not put confidence in ourselves, and we must put ourselves in a place where we believe in the mercy of the Lord. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up, it says in verse number one. What time I afraid I will trust in thee. And so when we're afraid, we need to trust in the Lord. Just like maybe again a child again who's fearful might run to his father and run to his mother or whoever it might be in a time when they fear. We also need to turn to the Lord. We need to go to the Lord in a time of fear. We must trust in God in a time of fear. Secondly, we need to believe that God will deliver us from those things that we do fear. He will deliver us. In God, the Bible says, I will praise this word. In God, verse 4, I will put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do today to me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. Verse number 8, it says, Thou tellest my wanderings. Put their, thy tears in a bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back, for I know God is for me. And God will I praise his word. And God will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do to me. So trust in God. We're in a season of fear here today. Trust in God. He'll be merciful to his people. He ever watches over his people. He ever cares for his people. He's concerned about his people. He will provide for his people. There's no doubt about that. And so trust in him. Believe he will deliver you and deliver me. Because he certainly can deliver us. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah chapter 12. Do you believe that God can deliver you from 
anything and everything he'd want to deliver you from? I mean, as God's people were fleeing from the Egyptians there, they were all fearful and afraid and not thinking, well, how can God deliver us? We're cornered. There's nothing. It's between us and the sea. What, what can we do? Stand still and see the salvation of God. That's what Moses says. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Isaiah chapter 12, verse number 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God, Jehovah, is my strength. He's my song. He's also become my salvation. I will trust, too, the God of my salvation. And so, believe that God will deliver you. We can look at the story of God delivering Daniel from death. We can look at the story of God delivering people put in the fire, and yet not suffering death in the fire. And so believe in that. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. I'm just about done. 1 Peter chapter 3. It's again very possible for us to get to a place where we would fear if we would just look around, if we would consider, if we think about what could happen or what might happen, etc. And Again, I, I know even with a lot of people, maybe they don't fear the coronavirus anymore. I mean, maybe they feared to begin with because of the statistics, what they were telling us, whatever it might be. There might be a place where they don't fear that. Well, that doesn't mean you don't have other fears, and I don't have other fears. We could fear. We need to trust in the Lord. First Peter chapter 3, verse 13, it says, And who is he that will harm you? If you be followers of that which is good. But if you suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Notice that verse 13. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? And so when I say when it comes to fear, don't be fearful of those that might harm you. Some were set to harm David, but they weren't going to harm him because God was his shield and his help at that time. We're going to go back to Psalm 56, just read one verse. Again, just maybe consider this chapter, consider the word of God, consider the life of David, consider that there are fears out there, things that could cause us to fear. And in times of fear, what we should do, again, the answer is right here in Psalm 56, verse 3. What time I am afraid, when you are afraid, I will trust in thee. In God will I praise his word, in God will I put his tr my trust. I will not fear what flesh will do unto me. And so hopefully some help for you and help for me when we do fear. Let's trust in the Lord. Let's believe that all things will work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. If you follow God, you have no reason to fear.